Delancey Elim Church. We meet every Sunday morning at 10.30 in the Delancey Elim Church building at Le Bank St. Samson in the Channel Islands of Guernsey. To contact us or find out more information about us, please visit our website at delanceyelim.co.uk. Right, I want to start um, over the next few weeks. We are going to be doing the, the preaching series that I hope to start at the beginning of the year. But of course, with my sickness, um, we, were, we, we, we delayed it. So over the next few weeks, we're going to do those sermons. I've condensed it down to five sermons now. And so uh, to fit in with the program that we had ahead of us. But we're going to be looking at the um, Lord's Prayer and... And and this title, Teach Us How to Pray. Teach Us How to Pray. And so we're going to be um, splitting it up into um, different ways. Our Father in Heaven, which is what we're going to look at today. Honour your name. Your kingdom come. Give us what we need. Forgive us and deliver us from evil. So that's how I'm going to break it up. We're going to break it up um, between... Uh, the three of us, we're going to be looking at that. Actually, I think it's Nicole and I going to be looking at this over these next few weeks. And I hope that through looking again at the Lord's Prayer, something that we're very familiar with, we can have a a fresh look, a new look at it, maybe a different look, or at least another fresh look at it. So today we're going to be looking at our Father in Heaven. The Lord's Prayer is is one of the um, most memorised and well-known passages in the Scripture. Um, I expect that most of us here could add a push if, in fact, most of us here, I think, we could just say the Lord's Prayer, recite the Lord's Prayer. We may all say it slightly different, uh, depending on the version that we, we learnt and memorised, but I'm sure that we could all could. And I was, I was um, blessed and encouraged when I first came to Guernsey to, to be told, Andy told me that when, it, when, when I got here, Andy, as you know, was the, um, the constable, and at the beginning of every Duzan, is that right? Duzane, I know I had it wrong. God, I've only been here nearly three years. Duzane uh, meeting, the Lord's Prayer is recited, which is brilliant, isn't it? But they don't recite in English, they recite it in good French. So I'm going to, I've sprung on Nigel, because I know he speaks a bit of French, to come and recite the Lord's Prayer in this good French. Right, you'll have to excuse my English accent. <laughs> Notre Père, qui est aux cieux, que ton nom soit sanctifié, que ton règne vienne, que ta volonté soit faite sur la terre comme au ciel. Donne-nous aujourd'hui notre pain de ce jour. Pardonne-nous nos offenses, comme nous pardonnons aussi aux cieux qui nous ont enfoncés. Et nous nous soumis par la tentation, mais délivre-nous du mal, car c'est à toi qu'appartiennent la reine, la puissance et la gloire au siècle des siècles. Amen. 
Hey, what a nice. Thank you. That's great. Thank you, Nigel. I think that's great that at the beginning of each meeting, the Lord's Prayer is still recited. And uh, that's encouraging, isn't it? And um, I want to take a look at the Lord's Prayer over these next few weeks and see that it's not just something that we recite, not just something that we memorize, that the Lord's Prayer is, is much more than that. It's not something that we recite by rote, but it is alive and it is living amongst us. And I want to just emphasize that in Scripture, the disciples didn't ask Jesus what to pray. They asked Jesus how to pray. And so, yes, we know the Lord's Prayer. We can recite it by rote. But maybe for most people, it has become something that we pray rather than how we pray. It says in Luke, it's in in Matthew chapter 6 and in Luke 11 where we see the Lord's Prayer. The one in Luke 11 is slightly slightly different to the one in Matthew chapter 6. But it's in Luke 11 uh, where one of the disciples asked Jesus to teach them how to pray. And the Lord's Prayer, as is affectionately known, was his answer, was his teaching. Now, we we need to remind ourselves that these men, these disciples, they were Jews. And so they knew how to pray, or they knew what to pray. They, as, as in a Jewish family, from a very, very young age, you are taught to memorize Scripture and taught to memorize different prayers. So they would have been very, they would have known what to pray. And it's important to understand that they would have been well trained in how to pray and what to pray. And they would have been able to recite prayer after prayer after prayer, as was their ritual. But the disciples saw something different in Jesus. They saw something different in how Jesus prayed. We are told throughout Scripture, throughout the time that Jesus was on earth, that he set aside time to pray, didn't he? That he went alone, prayed to be alone, to pray. And he prayed with other people. And the disciples would have seen this, and they recognized that what Jesus was praying was different to the one that they had been trained in. They wanted to know how to pray like Jesus. It says in 1 Timothy that all Scripture is God-breathed, doesn't it? It is important. And I don't know about you, but I've got a version of the Bible that all the words that Jesus said whilst he was on earth are in red, a red letter edition. If you've not seen one of those before, what it it does, it highlights all the words that Jesus said in red. And whereas the whole word of God is God-breathed, the words that Jesus said, I know as a follower of Jesus, are very important to me. What did Jesus say when he was on earth? Because his words were fairly few, and the words that we have are fairly few, so the words that he said are very important to us. And so his teaching, his words on how to pray are extremely important to us as followers of Jesus. So what can we learn from Jesus' teaching on how to pray? Well, that's what I want us to do over the next few weeks, to discover how to pray, and how the Lord's Prayer teaches us to do that. 
During this sermon, this sermon series, near the end, we're going to set aside a couple of weeks to pray and to fast as a church. I believe it's very important that each year that we do this as a church, each church sets aside time to focus in on their prayers and fasting as well. Jesus teaches us and Scripture teaches us the importance of prayer and fasting. If you can remember, um, a couple of years ago now actually, um, we did In Your Midst and we spent a couple of weeks as a church praying together. And I believe as a result of that we saw great things. And we need to set this special time. So I was just saying, during this sermon, this sermon series, we will do that. Round about, I think it's going to be the 22nd of February to the 7th of March, we will do this, and we will focus on prayer. Uh, next week, I will have a, a little leaflet that we can take away with us. Prayer is important. There was this pastor who had a parrot. Who's got a parrot here? Anyone got a parrot? No one's got parrots. Some have got birds, I know. But this pastor had a parrot. And all the parrot could say was, let's pray, let's pray, let's pray, let's pray. Anyway, the pastor discovered that one of his deacons also had a parrot. And his parrot, all his parrot could say is this, let's kiss, let's kiss, let's kiss, let's kiss. Well... Um, the pastor had an idea to try and get his bird, his parrot, to say other words, to meet the deacon's parrot. So he arranged for the deacon to come round with his parrot, and they put the parrots together in the cage. And so they were in the cage together, and um, the, the, um, the, the deacon's parrot spoke first. And of course he said, let's kiss, let's kiss, let's kiss. And then the pastor's parrot said, Thank you, Lord. My prayers have been answered. <laughs> there is great power in prayer. <laughs> Praise God. Uh, hallelujah. The prayer in Matthew 6 and Luke 11 starts with these words. Well, actually, in Matthew 6, it starts with these words. Our Father in heaven. Luke actually, in my version, starts with Father. But, so we're going to be looking at the, the version in Matthew 6. Our Father in heaven. As often as I can, remember, as often as I can I'd like to try and set aside a day which I call a day away with the Lord. And this is something which I feel is important for us all, actually. To, I, I will book it in my diary, a day away with the Lord. And so I will spend the whole day with the Lord. And I will try my hardest to not break that, that appointment with the Lord. And what that day would normally happen, I would, I would walk. I would walk for the day. So I can walk and I can pray. Um, it's important that we, we set aside time to pray and seek the Lord, um, not only as, as a pastor, but as all of us, as followers of Jesus, to hear the word of God. You know, we live busy lives, and we take days off for, for relaxing, we take days off for holiday. I think taking a day off to spend with the Lord is, is a valid thing to do. And the reason I'm talking about this, I often start my day, off, day away with the Lord 
probably most of the morning actually, focusing on the Lord's Prayer. And I would go through it sentence by sentence and just declaring it and, and helping it just to teach me how to pray. And uh, in fact, this week I was able to, to take Wednesday and I spent a day away with the Lord. And I'll just show you a few of the pictures. I, I decided to walk through as many parishes as I could, uh, going from parish church to parish church. So I'll show you how far I got. So this is, oh, it's not very bright. Maybe we could turn the lights off on the um, stage. This is St. Samson's. So I started at St. Samson's. Oh, it's very dark, isn't it? So we all know where that is. That's the Vale Church. Okay, we've not seen the, the thing for that. That is Cattell. If you can, oh, that's a better one. That's a Cattell. And then St. Andrews. And I was walking along there. You can't see it on here. The little chapel's on there. Some Guernsey cows. And St. Saviour's. And then St. Peter's. And then I got to Tortable. And then my knees gave way. <laughs> I was hoping to go on to Forest St. Martin's in town, but I'll have to send that, do that another day. But I enjoyed that day. I was able to walk through the lanes and to pray. Shout out loud was just me and God praying together. Our Father in heaven. And I want to split up this into two parts this morning. Our Father and in heaven. So let's have a look at our Father, to begin with. What amazing words to start a prayer. Our Father. Our Father. Let's just dwell on that for just a few moments. Our Father. We've had a great time of worship this morning. Been in the presence of our Father, in the presence of the Lord. Our Father. That is amazing. That we can say that. Our Father. In teaching us how to pray, Jesus shows us that we are able to call God our Father. And I believe we should never take that for granted. Jesus didn't start the prayer off with God. He started it off with our Father. And that's where we start this prayer. It is because of Jesus, because of his sacrifice, that we can have a relationship with the Father. We've reminded ourselves today, we remember today as we are instructed to do, to come around the Lord's table and remember the sacrifice that Jesus made for us. But in that sacrifice that Jesus made, he made a way for us to be able to have a relationship with God and to be able to call him our Father. Right at the outset of this prayer, we are reminded of the heavenly relationship that we have with God the Father. The words, our Father, remind us that prayer is an intimate occasion in our relationship with God, the Father. By saying, our Father, we are declaring not only is he our Father, but we're also declaring that we are his child. 
And that is an intimate relationship between father and child. We belong to God. He is our father and we are his child. What an incredible privilege that is. By starting with the words, our Father, we are reminded that our focus should always be be towards God and his kingdom. Jesus tells us later on in the same chapter that we are to seek, in Matthew 6, we are to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. God should always be, God the Father should always be our focus. So right at the outset of this prayer, the first two words focus us immediately into what our prayer should be, on how we should pray. We should stay focused to him as we walk through life. We need to be constantly walking with our Father. We need to keep our eyes on him. And so by Jesus teaching us how to pray, he's teaching us that Our lives, our walk with God is all about our relationship with God the Father. Our Father. Our Father. You know, when you are walking, if you don't keep your focus on the way that you're going, you usually will veer off to one side or another. Our focus should always be our God, our Father. He is our inspiration. He is our focus. And by starting our prayers with our Father, we keep ourselves on track. Also, by starting with our Father, we must understand that in order to have an effective and powerful prayer life, we must be in relationship with God. And as with any relationship, we need to keep in constant communication to grow and to build that relationship. It's not just somebody we turn to now and again. Our whole life, our whole focus needs to be our Father. By saying our Father, by stating our Father, we are saying that we are in a relationship with him. The word used here is Abba, which is the most intimate word there is for Father. It's already been said this morning. It's a very intimate word for father, very much like daddy. When we pray, our father, we are acknowledging him as our dad, that we are in a relationship with him. He is our father. The second part is in heaven. By saying our father in heaven... We are being put into, play, into our place. By saying our Father in heaven, we are being put into place, not in the way that we um, are familiar with. Jesus is not humiliating us here by putting us in our place, but we are in awe of him. Our Father in heaven. How awesome is it that the maker of the universe... <coughs> excuse me, the maker of heaven and earth is in relationship with us. Our Father in 
heaven. By saying in heaven, we are made aware that we are one among many others who are entering into his throne room and making our pleas and petitions known. That everyone that has given their life to Jesus Christ, the moment we, you know, as the moment we give our life to Christ, we enter into this new relationship. We are born again into this family where we are brothers and sisters and we can all call God our Father. Our Father in heaven. The words in heaven are not an afterthought. But they are essential in our learning of how to pray. The words in heaven firmly put us into place. Thank you, Andy. They give us the proper perspective and they humble us. By saying the words, our Father in heaven, we immediately understand the perspective of our prayers. Ecclesiastes 5, verses 1 to 3. You can't see that because of the color. Sorry about that. I'll have to change that. Ecclesiastes 5, verse 1 to 3 says this. Guard your steps when you go into the house of God. Go near to listen rather than to offer the sacrifice of fools who do not know that they do wrong. Do not be quick with your mouth. Do not be hasty in your heart to utter anything before God. God is in heaven and you are on earth. So let your words be few. As a dream comes when there are many cares, so the speech of a fool when there are many words. And Psalm 115, three, verse, verse 3 says, Our Father, sorry, our God is in heaven. He does whatever pleases him. God is in heaven, we are on earth, plain and simple, but very profound. In starting the prayer with our Father in heaven, we see a possible contradiction. Are we to approach God? You can laugh, it's okay. Um, Are we to approach God with intimacy or with awe? Our Father talks about intimacy. In heaven, talks about the greatness and the awesomeness of God. So when we pray, are we to approach God? Is our perspective to be with intimacy or with all? Well, I believe both. We are to approach God in prayer with intimacy and all at the same time. By using the words in heaven, we learn that our relationship with God, the Father, goes beyond what we know of an earthly father. If Jesus had stopped at our Father, we would not have understood the reverence and perspective that our prayers should have. If we did not have the words in heaven, our prayers would be limited to the relationships that we have or did have with our earthly fathers. That relationship may be good, or it may be terrible, or it may be somewhere in between. I've told you the illustration before. I'll I'll remind ourselves of the experience that I've had in prison. 
and as a prison chaplain in, in the Young Offenders Institute in the UK. Mother's Day comes first before Father's Day, and so we thought as a chaplaincy that we provide some cards for the young men for the Mother's Day. And so we, we brought in around 350 cards, and pretty much every one of those cards was taken by the young men to write cards to their mother. And so we thought Father's Day will would do the same. We knew that some of the lads did not have a relationship with their father, so we didn't buy as many as 350. We bought a few less than that. But I think we only, we, there was only about 10 to 12 of those cards that were taken. And it just showed us quite a, a shock. We shouldn't be shocked, really, but it, it shocked us that the difference between relationships that the, the lads had with their mother than they had with their father. But it just shows to, goes to show that relationships with fathers are usually not as good as it is with the mother. Interestingly enough, I was reading in the paper this week, there's, there's um, talk about changing the law on the rights for fathers. The government recognised that children need that fatherly relationship as well. But the fact of the matter is that sometimes our experience of of our earthly fathers is not good. And so having those words in heaven, our father in heaven, helps us to understand the perspective that we are to have. As a result of bad relationships with human fathers, some people find it difficult to address God as father because of the connection that it conjures up. Dr. R.T. Kendall, an incredible biblical scholar. Some of you may have read his books. In fact, he's at the the Elam Conference this year in Telford. He says this about the words in heaven in the Lord's Prayer. When Jesus told us to address our Father in heaven, it was a command to look beyond the present realm. This Father is different. He is in heaven. No one has ever known a father like our father in heaven. You may have to put to one side an earthly frame of reference, especially if you had an undesirable father. You are moving beyond the realm of nature and above the level of nature. This is not a human father you are addressing. This is your heavenly father. Your human father has limited ability. He can't do everything. Your human father has limited authority. He can't control everything. Your human father has limited availability. He can't always be there. Your father in heaven has unlimited ability, has unlimited authority, has unlimited availability. That is our perspective. And that is what Jesus is teaching us in the Lord's Prayer, that our Father, the amazing, incredible creator of heaven and earth, wants to have a relationship with you and I. Jesus teaches us that when we communicate with our Father, we are able to come to him with intimacy like no other, 
but with the perspective of a great and awesome God. My hope is that the next time you say the Lord's Prayer, that you will think of it in a different way. The words that Jesus, were, Jesus chose were not off the cuff. They were inspired by the Holy Spirit. They were carefully chosen to encourage us to draw near to God. The Lord's Prayer was not intended to be some prose or passage that we recite by rote at special occasions. It definitely was not Jesus' instructions on what to pray. It is not a religious saying that we have to say. It is a Holy Spirit-inspired, God the Father-directed, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, lesson on how to pray. My prayer today is that you will take hold of this lesson on prayer and use it to spark into flame a powerful prayer life. You can be certain that if you pray as the Lord Jesus instructed, you are praying in his will because he said it and instructed us in how to do it. This prayer is a prayer for believers. It is a prayer for those that have given their life to Christ and are now in relationship with God. Hence, our Father. But no one needs to be excluded from this prayer. All you need to accept is to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour so that we can all call out in prayer, our Father in heaven. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Delancey Indian Church. For more podcasts, information, or to contact us, please visit our website at delanceyelim.co.uk.